0: Walkie Talkies is a production of ihar Radio and the College Athletes Network. Hey mo, it ain't game day. It ain't game day.
3: What's up, Walkie Talkies? Welcome back to episode two of Walkie Talkies podcast here on the College Athletes Network, featured on iHeartRadio with the coolest walk-on in the country. I'm your host, Noah Bono. And before we get into today's episode, I do want to give the listeners just a little bit of background about myself for those who don't know me. So I've been a college basketball walk on for the last five years in two different Division One programs. And I started off my career at a low major Division One school, Ryder University in New Jersey, before coming to Duquesne University in Pittsburgh in the summer of 2020. The goal for me was always to get a scholarship, and turns out I didn't do enough of the right stuff to put myself in that position to where I could only get on a roster as a walk-on. No problem. I was willing to take anything I could get. However, I took my first walk-on role with not much real understanding of what the role entailed or what it would be like. And had someone at the time told me it would be the way it was, I probably would have backed out of the deal, no doubt about it. But, all in all, it led me through this 5 year journey for a reason, and now I'm here with the opportunity to continue telling my own walk-on story and all that it's done for me in such an important time period of my life as I entered early adulthood, all while I'm able to give other walk-ons the same chance to tell their stories as well. So. I'm very excited to build the walkie-talkies with the guests that I have on this show and with the engaged listeners out there who appreciate these stories and can find meaning and purpose from the guests and hopefully from myself as well. Um, you know, as we continue to put episodes out weekly and climb and climb and climb. So. Before I do get to today's guest, because yes, we will have a guest interview today, as we always do. Just remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Snow.3 or follow Walkie Talkie's podcast on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at WTZ podcast for video highlights. And if you want to interact with the show and talk about what guests you'd like to see, what other questions you'd maybe like me to ask guests. So on and so forth. Also, most importantly, of them all, is to please subscribe to Walkie Talkie's podcast on the iHeartRadio app, or whichever platform you listen to your podcast on, I'd really appreciate it. Alright, now let's get into it. Here on Episode 2, I talk with a former walk-on from a Big Ten school, the University of Minnesota. Alright, so you know it's hard enough being a walk-on, and a freshman. Take the two separately, they're both hard things to do. Now, combine the two, and you're a freshman walk-on, that's gotta be even harder. But How about you're a freshman walk-on who joins the team in the middle of December and you miss all the summer workouts, the entire preseason, and the first few games. Now that's got to be hard. And that's our guest today, Mike Lukasevich, who became a member of the Minnesota basketball team during the middle of the 2015 season. So Mike was not a preferred walk-on, meaning he never got recruited to come be a part of the team. He just showed up to campus in the fall and went to an open tryout. And if you don't know, all schools are technically required to hold these type of tryouts for students enrolled at the university. But it's normally very, very hard to separate yourself and make the team this way. And in most cases, it doesn't really happen. And for a while, it looked like it wasn't gonna happen for Mike either. But after two and a half months, he did end up getting the call. And from there, Mike spent two valuable years in the Minnesota basketball program before eventually deciding to devote all of his time towards his future and going full force at pursuing a degree in sports management. During his last two years of school, when he decided to leave the team, he actually did a student exchange program in London, along with three internships before he landed a job as a marketing coordinator with X Games. He's now currently a digital marketing agent at Homestead Studio back in his hometown of Wisconsin. So in this episode, Mike and I talk about that experience of him trying out for the team, not hearing back for a while, and then finally getting that call back. And just what it was like for him getting accustomed to the team, to the coaches, to college basketball, midway through the season. Mike talks about his favorite bench moment when the Minnesota fans stormed the court. He talks about his relationship with head coach Rich Pitino, son of the legend coach Rick Pitino. We talk about the stigma around walk-ons and what he thinks of that, along with what advice he would give to current college athletes with the new NIL rules in place. You know, I really enjoyed hearing Mike's perspective on what the walk-on journey was like through his lens in a Big Ten program like Minnesota under the son of a legendary coach uh, from the Patino family, uh, and just what the dynamic was like for him and what he thinks overall, you know, this role of being a walk-on, did for him in his later stages of life as he pursued his job with x games and his current role now as a digital marketing agent and just what some of those things were as a walk-on that he learned that ended up helping him in these next couple of jobs he got all right all right you know what time it is it's time for me to shut the hell up and let's get on with the show get this interview rolling so here's my full conversation with former minnesota basketball walk-on mike lukasevich yeah, so let's start with, um, you know, your journey being a little bit different. You weren't a preferred walk-on. You started off, you went to the open team tryout that every Division One team is required to hold. Um, how many weeks or months did it take after the tryout that you, like, kind of heard back from them?
4: It was a while. So I think um, out of high school. Like I had no intentions to play basketball in college, like D2, D3, nothing. Um, I think when I got to school in Minnesota, I just kept like, not training per se, but just trying to stay in shape. Um, and I think my staying in shape is like different from like, just like casually lifting weights. Like I was like running five miles at a time, like just trying to stay in like really good shape. Um, so when the trials came around, my high school coach actually had some sort of connection with the coaching staff. Uh, so I went to an open gym that they had like early summer or like early school year i'd say so I, I got to meet some of these guys and like just hop in and play with them i think i was the only one like coming from as being an outsider mm-hmm. so that was my first experience with them that was probably september october i think were tryouts and it was like 18 minutes of just scrimmage no breaks like it it almost seemed like they kind of had their mind made up they're just like like it was an obligation to do this mm-hmm. um so we, we tried out for 18 minutes scrimmage and like I don't think I played extremely well. I think I just played like smart. I don't think I scored a ton. I think I had like two buckets. And I didn't hear back like yay or nay until December. And even some of the guys I tried out with, I'd see him at the gym and, and they'd ask, like, did you hear back? I'm like, no word. <laughs> so um went through like the whole month of October, November, and December. I think it was like, two days before Christmas break. Um, I had my flights booked home. Um, and I got a call back from the team saying, Hey, would you come back for a second tryout? I'm like, like I was, I was checked out at this point, right? Like I wasn't training as hard per se. Um, But I came back and it was just a practice. Like I just went through a practice with some other guy um, that also tried out. And at the end of there's two days of practice, we came to at the end of those two practices, we went through like a little individual workout, um, which is more so just a workout, not even tryout." And uh, they just asked if I'd like to like to stay on the team, and I was like, "Yeah, like sign me up. I'm ready to go." Yeah, well, wow, so, so kind of a weird story, right? Like,
3: yeah, I mean, especially because they made you wait so long. Like, you yeah, i had to try out in September, October, and you know, I read that they had some stuff come up. Like, they had some guys get kicked off the team. A couple were ineligible. Like, you were kind of thrown that's into probably a, why. Yeah, you were <laughs> thrown into a little fire of like some toxicity going on over there. And they're like, you know what? We need an extra body. How's, how's this guy sound?
4: That That is most likely why. That is most likely why.
3: <laughs> you know, so I said in the intro about how being a walk-on is hard. Being a freshman walk-on is even harder. But when you're a freshman walk-on who misses preseason, summer workouts, and the first couple games, like, how much harder was that for you to kind of integrate yourself into that that team situation all the way in December.
4: Yeah. Uh, it was it was difficult. The guys were like super accommodating though, like super kind. Um, like they, they helped out a lot. So I jumped in, I think we we're like three games in a preseason already, maybe two. It was pretty early on. you're right missing all like the preseason workouts like understanding the playbook i remember i got a cd of all the plays and stuff that i would watch for like weeks on end just trying to get these things down granted i never really ran these plays ever but i knew like the back of my hand right so yeah it, it was tough i think the first couple weeks of practice too like i didn't have shoes i had like my old aau basketball shoes and they were purple and like didn't didn't clash well with the uh the minnesota colors but no oh, um, not <laughs> yeah so it was it was a good adjustment to, like everybody was accommodating coaching staff um trainers and stuff like that but the i think it was like the second or third day that i was like officially on the team um we had a game like oh, it wow. was yeah it was game time so like i got to experience <laughs> that right away i probably like two practices in by then mm-hmm. um but so yeah it's getting thrown into the fire like you put it
3: so i mean was that team was it, it had to be different because there was all, all that drama going on on the team. And then I know your second year is when that incident happened. You know, some of the guys were supposedly posted a sex video online. And ultimately, I'm not sure the validity of that, but it ended up, you know, getting suspended for it uh, for the rest of the year. What do you remember about that whole situation? And just like that whole team vibe. So from your perspective, like, what was that like?
4: Yeah, I think like, especially being in a big city of Minneapolis, there's a lot of things going on outside of basketball, like, like you're going out, you're having fun. But I think my first year, a couple of transfers, I think there's some like stuff outside of basketball that happened to some people. Or, or I'm, I'm not exactly sure what happened. I just like mm-hmm. focused on myself for the most part. But the team vibe wasn't affected by that per se. Like there wasn't any hostility in the locker room. Like there wasn't anything bad going on internally. Um, second year, I know like some of that stuff off the court. I, I don't believe it was like our players that posted it. Again, I'm not too deep into it. Cause I just know like they kept it pretty, pretty tightly knit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know none of the guys like malintentions of anything, but I don't think it was them. I think it get something got leaked and mm-hmm. they were kind of like on the, on the back end of it. Um, so all mm-hmm. unfortunate for them, but yeah, nothing, nothing was affected in terms of the like, team wise, like camaraderie, the family. Feeling um didn't, didn't really get impacted.
3: That's good, you know, because obviously as a Division One athlete, something comes out like that. Even if someone leaked it, and there's nothing they could do about it, they were obviously going to be the ones that took the fall from it. Unfortunately, as shitty yeah. as that is.
4: Yep, exactly.
3: How was it being around Coach Rich Petino, like son of legend Rick patino like just another version of him? Like, what was that like?
4: Yeah, it, it was cool. Um, it was cool. Rick came in, and talked to us quite a few times, especially like the Big Ten tournaments or like preseason, he'd come in and speak to us. Uh. He always had some good um other speakers come in like nba scouts or nba trainers come in and speak to the team so that was always was a cool aspect of having him as a coach because he had a really strong connection oh, from yeah. his dad and even who he made uh yeah. friends with so that, that was a really cool experience him as a guy he is like he's funny he'd be cool to hang out with um yeah. i only saw him in like a basketball sense right but i think like him as a friend would be yeah. would be a, be, a be a cool guy yeah, yeah. exactly he just like makes fun of you, but like you can dish it back to him, kind of thing. Mm. Um, he, he's he's good in that sense.
3: Yeah, I think he's got the Italian roots to him, so yeah, I, I, I relate yeah. to it because that's what. <laughs> I, when I see Patino, I'm like, these guys are obviously Italian. Like they're probably yeah, you know, right up my alley. Mob ties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. You know, I've been yelled at so many times in my life that at this point, just for the fun of it, I'd love to be on the other end of a crazy, possessed Patino rant. That'd be sick. All right, when we come back, Mike's going to tell us if Coach Patino laid out the role of a walk-on for him or not when he got onto the team. Again, you are listening to Walkie Talkie's podcast with the coolest walk-on in the country, myself, Noah Bono, here on the College Athletes Network on iHeartRadio. You can subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts on. You can also follow the podcast social media pages at WTZpodcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can follow myself on Twitter and Instagram at Snow.3. All right, folks, stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! Coming!
3: I know, I know, I know. You're tired of the ad. You hated the ad. Whatever. Walkie Talkies Podcast on the College Athletes Network is back. You got nothing to worry about. Your host, me, Noah Bono. I'm back. We're back. Please make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss any episodes. And let's bring back in my guest, Mike, former walk on for the Minnesota basketball team. Um, you know, so being a walk on and you know being on that Minnesota team, I'm sure Coach Patino kind of made you aware of what essentially your role was going to kind of be like. And obviously that comes with bringing the energy, having a lot of juice, putting the other guys first, making sure you're selfless. You know, did you make it a priority every game to always have that positive energy and that attitude for the rest of the guys to kind of feed off of?
4: Yeah, that's actually a really good point. When I, when I first joined, like we were kind of like in season mode. So I didn't get to talking to it like, hey, this is the expectations. Like don't expect this, expect this, like this is what we expect from you. Um, there wasn't like clear guidelines set, but I knew I understood, like, listen, I'm not, I'm not here to try to take over a starting spot. I'm not, I'm trying to make so-and-so better. I'm like trying to, I'm trying to push someone else. Um, and I wanted to be that one guy, like on ESP in a towel waiver, right? Like I wanted to be that hype guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to bring that energy in that sense. i also try to, I also tried to like set, not set standards, but like help out outside of basketball, whether that be like school or just like showing right. up on time, like, right. I don't know, just keeping, keeping things in a straight line um i don't think it was difficult by any means like the guys made it pretty easy uh but there's times where like everybody needs to hold, hold themselves and others accountable
3: i mean that's the other like kind of component to being a walk-on is we are the team gpa booster <laughs> um, yeah,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> you know, so getting some guys on on board with that and not having the coaches having to bitch at them and just hearing it from another player is probably easier. It'd be like, yo, come mm-hmm. on, sit down and do your homework with me for twenty minutes.
4: Yeah, it's a really good point, and that's kind of like that's kind of like our role, right? Like, yeah, whether it be like on the basketball court, not on the basketball court, we all have our certain roles and that's that's part of ours. I feel like sometimes. Mm-hmm.
3: What was the craziest moment you remember from a game? Like on the bench, mid game, you you and your team just something happened on the court, and you guys just went absolutely insane.
4: I think the one memory that pops out is we beat Maryland. I think they're ranked like, I don't know, top five at the time. I think they were two or four. I should remember, I should remember this. Um, <laughs> but uh, we we didn't have like a great season going and, and they came to our place. We beat them on our court and everybody rushed the, uh, rushed the court. So that was a really
3: cool oh, experience.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we got to like jump around with everybody, party there. Dude, there was, there was like I, the first year we have not won money game. So there weren't many like big, big moments. Second year, like, we were much better, um, but there weren't like many, many big games with us, but we we could compete. We could compete at times.
3: And I know like the Minnesota vibe there is like, you know, big party school. There was a lot to do, a lot going on mm-hmm. after games and stuff. So, you know, yeah. I mean, the place was, you guys were probably so fucked up after that. Game. <laughs> <laughs> it
4: was, yeah, it was. Yeah, that was, that was a fun one.
3: Do you think as a walk-on, there's any sort of negative stigma that kind of comes with the title being a walk-on?
4: You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Like, and from my point of view, if anybody says anything, like, like tries trash it, it's like a piss off. It, mm-hmm. it it. Whatever you say, it does not matter to me. Like, I've been, I've been through it. You've been through it. Like, we put in the work and the time, so um, we deserve to be here in that sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, if there is a negative stigma, it's like, what are you gonna do about it, right? And I, I feel like that's that shit's for the birds. Like, whatever you're yeah. saying, like, let that happen. Like, I'm right. gonna do my own thing. Like, I'm sure you're the same way. Your team, like, you and your team are just like this. So.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The outside noise, sense. we don't really let seep in, but I just, yeah. you know, there, there's always the commentary of like, oh, well, you know, walk-ons are just practice players and so you know, yeah. like pretty much just stand there, stand around. They're not really doing shit. And it's like, well, you know what, you're not in the building. So how the yeah. hell do you know? <laughs> Dude, you know exactly. I mean?
4: Exactly. Like you're not going to, you're not going to tell my story. You're so my I always story. think
3: that's funny, but I always like to ask that question just because like, I think that generally there is just a negative stigma surrounded by hmm. it and not because of us just because kind of what the general consensus is of a walk-on. So, you know, hopefully walkie talkies here will help change that by hearing your guys' perspective and stuff. Cause it's, you know, it's not, yes, it's hard. And there's a lot of that comes with it with little reward, but like, we wouldn't have chose it if we didn't think we could get something out of it, and if there wasn't yeah. good that came with it. So
4: you hit that nail right in the head. Like that is totally true. And I think that the main thing is too is you can't take everything so seriously. Like I joke around. Like I say I'm a tele waiver, right? Like
3: yeah, I, I will
4: jokingly say like you know I'm on the bench to hype people up. That's my role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know it. Um, so if you if you go into this saying like I'm gonna take over a starting spot, you're gonna be really disappointed, and you're not gonna have fun being a walk on per se.
3: Yeah, because I would say your stereotypical walk-on is the guy just like knows he's never going to get a scholarship. And and yeah, he is a towel boy. Like there are other people in positions where they do want to maybe they're at a higher school. They want to come to a lower school and get that scholarship, which we've seen like that happens. Yep. It's, you know, maybe it's a little bit more rare in the basketball world than the football world, just because there's less spots. But yeah, generally being a walk-on, that's the territory. And I don't think people would accept the role or it would even be a role on teams if There weren't people who wanted to fill that position. And obviously it's reoccurring that people want to take it. So you only did it for two years, but it's long enough to think of a time where maybe there's a worst part about being a walk-on overall, that if you could change, you you would try to change it.
4: Uh, Yeah. Like I said, only being there for two years, like um, I'm sure people have many different experiences in terms of long-term being part of a team. But I think the main thing is, is like, I knew... I could play with whomever, right? Like I know my ability, um, never getting a shot. Wasn't like, I wasn't like upset about it, but I feel like I just wanted to play basketball, right? So there are some times where I, I practice, like I sat on sidelines for a very long time. Like you didn't touch a basketball for a very long time. And it's almost like, I just want, I just want to like, I want to play, like, give me a, give me a chance just to play. Not even prove myself, right? So um, that'd probably be the only like things like, you're part of a basketball team, but you don't play basketball sometimes for a very long time. Um, the other the other side of that is you're putting in all that work and effort that some of the starters do. I mean, they put in a, a lot of time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you you are expected to sit on the bench, which is A-okay, know your role, right? But the early mornings, they're often like the workouts are tough, practices are long, right? Like, you know, it's, it's a lot of time. It's It's a full-time job.
3: I think it's funny when people say, you know, oh, you pay for your own tuition, blah, blah, blah. Like you should go get a job to help you out. And it's like, well, I don't think you understand that I already have a little yeah. full. I have a non-paying <laughs> full-time job. <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, no, I've been in the same position where a lot of it was just standing around, just itching to get on the court and play, yeah. you know? And I and I came in kind of misled on the like what a walk-on was, thinking I'd have like at least an opportunity to practice and get better. Yeah. And it turned into kind of just like... A body. What, yeah. And just like what it, you know, what it is about all the scholarship guys. I get that. But like, why bring us there if there wasn't a and a real chance to get better? So that itch to play and standing on the sidelines and your feet start going numb in your shoes. And it's just <laughs> like, bro, we have been going for three hours right now. Like, are we almost done coach? <laughs> yeah, dude. I know. I know.
4: I know what you mean. It's very what tough. You mean?
3: So, you know, with that, like, obviously there were some moments at Minnesota where you weren't getting to practice and For you, your role was kind of limited. And what was the walk-on experience like specifically at Minnesota? Was it more of you not participating than participating? Was it more of a 50-50? Like, what was it like with that?
4: Yeah, I would say, I mean, they weren't like trying to exclude the walk-ons per se. I I would, there's probably two or three of us at a time that were on the sidelines. But we would participate heavy in like weight room and like conditioning. And then come basketball, it'd be like a lot of like scrimmaging or like practicing play sets or scout scouting kind of stuff like that so we would be again heavy weight room heavy training and then come mm-hmm. to basketball be like maybe you get thrown in for a couple plays um or you do like some of the drills like shooting drills or stuff like that but yeah. i would say you i was i sat in the sidelines a lot for practices and it, yeah you're right like your feet go numb like then you, you sit on the sideline for an hour then like they'll do a shooting drill and it's like dude
3: hey might get I I in there shot a
4: basketball <laughs> for an hour like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to shoot. Forgot.
3: Yeah, no. So so you would actually say like the for the walk-ons, it was kind of the same where you were mainly on the sideline. I mean, did you get to yeah. did you get to play in scout team?
4: A few times, a few times, but usually it'd be like top five versus like the next five. That'd be like our scout. Right. Mm. So like the, not bench players, but like the people who were behind the starting five would be our scout team. And we get thrown in occasionally, like which again, like wasn't bad, but like, it wasn't basketball for me. Like yeah, no, you're going man. in there. You you know you what play you're running, and you know you're not touching the ball, which again, it's fine. Like let me do my job and let me help the starters learn. But mm-hmm. um we want to play basketball. When you're a hooper, like you just want to play.
3: You just want to play, and and I just yeah. think like the scout team that's our game. You know, I feel like we got if we're on the team, man. Like let yeah. us at least be on the scout team because like, you you know you had a good high school career. Like you obviously you obviously a good basketball player you made the minnesota team in an open tryout they saw something they were like this kid can play so i look at it as like if you know he can play and you asked him to be on the team let's just let him get some wreck in in practice obviously yeah he's not going to be as good as what we're preparing for in the games but like he's a body he's healthy he's athletic he's in shape yeah dude my mindset is always just like if you have him there why aren't we using them? So I don't know. Right. That That's the thing that bugs me.
4: Yeah. I, I think you're spot on there. I think it's also, if you don't give walk-ons a chance just once, right? Like you never know. And for an example, I don't know if you've seen like Steph sharp, as it was a walk-on for walk-on from Minnesota. He was like a mm-hmm. year after me and he got, he got one chance and he took advantage of it. And he like, he balled out. Right. And like mm-hmm. coaches like shit, like let's start incorporating. I was like, that's all it takes is that one chance. Yeah. You know, these guys are good. Just like, mm-hmm incorporate them a little bit. Um, But yeah, Yeah, I, I think
3: opportunity, it's key. You need some sort of opportunity to assert yourself. I feel personally that I didn't put myself based on my decisions in the best situation for an opportunity, but regardless, I don't know. I just look at it from this angle of like, I would want to give a kid who is pursuing a dream a real opportunity. And if he yeah. if he flunks and he doesn't do good, then fuck it, he's got to live with the fact that, <laughs> you know, he <laughs> didn't take care of his opportunity. But I think you at least yeah. got to give him one chance, you know.
4: Right. All takes. So, yeah.
3: Like with that, what would you say those 2 years of being a walk-on, did they help shape your perspective in any different way about yourself or life in general?
4: They shaped it in the sense of like first of all i met some really good people and they helped shape my perspective like my teammates were were really good dudes um i got along with all of them um i hope i hope they like me like we still stay in touch a little bit like went through instagram dm with maybe a few occasional texts but uh like those are lifelong friends and they've helped shape like the way i look at a basketball but life too because we Mm -hmm. all came from different upbringings so um, that was cool to see in terms of a coaching staff, I think the most impactful coach I had was our strength coach. So he wasn't, a, he wasn't a big favorite by the players. Like you'd <laughs> kick our ass, but like we'd come to practice and you'd have a weight goal, right? So like my, I was, I came in at one seventy five. my weight goal was a like 180, the 185, 190, I got to 200, but it was like, if you didn't make your weight, you had a punishment right so yeah. like actually, i actually remember jr Mars telling me this yeah jr to lose weight he was oh <laughs> yeah was in the other. oh i know <laughs> this dude was running in between plays during practice i mean he would he would kick your ass right but, mm-hmm. but like he got the most out of you and jr lost his weight like he, yeah. he made a body transformation granted i don't know i don't know oh, he, Minnesota. He, uh, <laughs> when he
3: got to Ryder, he put all that shit right back on. <laughs> <laughs> dude, <laughs> he'll be yeah, the first to tell you
4: <laughs> i don't think it was difficult for him to gain weight but <laughs> that's funny yeah um, like, but that's exactly right like your your strength coach needs to have a needs to have like an important role in your life and you look back at it you would hate him in a moment but he got the most out of every single player like he would push you to the, to the brink of like your breaking point and at the time you're like fuck this guy like this guy stinks but looking back it's like this this guy got the most out of me and i was in the best shape of my life and yeah. I, like, I needed him i need him to be like who i was mm-hmm. so that, that's cool Have you experienced that, like in your role? Like, Uh,
3: which which part?
4: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of parts to it. Like, have you felt like someone's made an impact on your on your life? Like, has changed your perspective on life in general? Not only like hard work wise, not not like.
3: Put me on the spot on my own show. I I don't know. I I don't. I don't know. (laughs) I'd have to sleep on this one. No, no, no. It's a it's a good (laughs) question because there's definitely a yes, and I I just would need to think about long and hard In Who was? Because yeah. you know every, there's so many people that have influenced me and like i've had great experiences and i've had a lot of bad experiences but i wouldn't trade any of them i always say that like my experiences have shaped what i'm doing right now where i'm at right now so you know mm-hmm. there's been i would say way more bad ones than good ones but you take them for what they are and i've just tried to learn a lesson from every single one but i've definitely been around some good people Okay, okay, yes, it's that time for another ad, but please don't go anywhere so you can hear the penultimate of the episode, which is what Mike learned overall from those two years as a walk-on and what he's taken with him into his everyday job. Again, you are listening to Walkie Talkie's podcast with the coolest walk-on in the country. I'm your host, Noah Bono, here on the College Athletes Network, featured on iHeartRadio. You can subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or whichever platform you listen to your podcast on. You can also follow the podcast social medias on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WTZpodcast. And you can follow me, myself, and I on Twitter and Instagram at Snow.3. All right, folks, we'll be right back.
4: Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.
3: See, so just like that, we're back. Walkie Talkie's podcast here on the College Athletes Network. We didn't go anywhere. Didn't take that long. The ad couldn't have been that bad. All right, all right, all right. Please make sure you do subscribe to the show on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. And as we approach the end of the show, let's bring back in Mike So, Mike. Overall, what what would you say you learned from those two years being a walk on in that role? Like, what have you taken with you? Some key takeaways and lessons you
4: learned from it, you know, into your everyday job now. Um, I I think that the biggest thing that I took away was that if I put my mind to something, it's so cliche, but I I can I can get there. I can do it. So if I just put in that time, if I like, whether it be training for a sport or like a marathon, something Something like that. I can do it if I want to be really good at my job. Want to be like dive deep into digital marketing. Like I can do it. And I'm going to do it. Um, but I think it's that mentality of like being a walk on isn't easy. Like getting to that goal, whether it be preferred or actually trying out, it's not easy. You had to really head first dive into it, right? Like you know, like it's like a full time job. You need to dive head first into it. And if you have any any like quarrels of I can't do this or I don't know if I can do this, you're not gonna make it. Like, so I think, I think it's the mentality for me. That's awesome.
3: How to being around coach Patino and that team environment and seeing it firsthand, like being a part of what those teams are like. And then also the entire Minnesota, you know, sports environment with all the pro teams there. How did, how did it help you get into the current field you're in now?
4: Yeah. So I, I did sport management. I wanted to do sports law, took a couple of law classes, like law is not for me. So being a (laughs) part of the team and stuff, um, a, I knew you know had a ton of connections right like if i wanted to reach out to him like hey can you help me out if like, i want to go this path I, I knew he would um in mm-hmm. the whole coaching staff i knew they would and then being in minnesota that's why i chose minnesota just because like all the fortune 500 companies all the sports teams like so many opportunities there so um i think also when you say like you're on the minnesota gopher basketball team like that that resonates with people in that city right that's the only major d1 school in minneapolis of yeah. millions of people so mm-hmm. that, that's another cool aspect. Um, how did it help me get into the role I was in? So I went into sports, sports marketing, and X Games, ESPN was in town, Interview with them, um, and that's how I got my first internship in, or second internship and job. So I don't know if, like, probably, like, my work ethic, is probably the only way it helped me in,
3: because
4: um, yeah. this is a whole different sp- sports world, like okay. extreme, extreme action sports, basketball, mm-hmm. very different. But right. um, it, it did help in the sense of, like, work ethic and, like, being able to say you were part of the one basketball team, like people know bust your balls.
3: Yeah, for sure. So for the new athlete in today's era, they get to profit off their name, image and likeness just got passed in July. What do you, what do you think about that? And then what would be some advice that you'd recommend to your younger self? If you were a college athlete now that maybe you could pass along to current college athletes.
4: Uh, so for like the name, image and likeness, all that stuff, I think like it, it had to happen in due time, right? Like, these, these athletes do need something for how much money they're generating. Granted, I know from being a part of Minnesota, like we got treated really well, whether it be like the food we got, uh, the food we got delivered to us late at night, like we never went hungry so that there's like mm-hmm. pros and cons, Like right? You're getting, you're not getting paid cash, but you're getting paid in way different ways. Um, but for the amount of work that they put in and, and again, the money they generate, like, I, I hope these athletes can take advantage of, of some of that stuff. Um, looking back or like for the new era, what I would do, like, you got to take advantage of social media, right? Like I never saw the court, but I would be posting so much on social media in hopes that some brand would want to work with me. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think there's huge opportunity there. Again, if you're a superstar, or even if you're not like if you can, if you can really work on your social media and, uh, and build your own brand. Yeah. Uh, I, bet, I bet you can make a lot of money a lot
3: absolutely and then long term for yourself do you have any bigger goals um in the sports business field that you want to kind of achieve or look at doing
4: Dude, honestly no i feel i feel like i'm out of it now i haven't touched basketball in a very very long time so like i i don't know if i could ever coach i feel like i have a very good outlook on on the game of basketball and a very different outlook in terms of like how i would coach players but i think that like that's old older school style so i think that's kind of come and gone um mm. like I, those old,
3: those old school coaches are still ru- <laughs> ruling the world right now
4: <laughs> i i feel like i don't have a higher goal in terms of like my my sports career my mm-hmm. uh even even post career like the sports in general um which is which is okay with me like i'm i'm okay okay yeah. not touching basketball anymore i'm okay not doing this like my main thing is like i don't want to get hurt I wanna yeah. I wanna mm-hmm. want be able to ski in the winter. I wanna be able to go surfing in the summer. Like I don't want to I wanna be laid out because they tore my ACL playing an old man's rec league. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's my point of view yeah. right now. But I miss the team. That's that's probably yeah. my, my main thing, right?
3: Yeah. I feel like that's what I hear a lot when guys, you know, finally hang it up is they're just like, Yeah, I I just miss like the team part of it. Not I don't yeah. care about the sport. I just miss being around like the team. So I'm you know, I'm trying to stay involved in the coaching thing as well. And probably for that main reason, I just love the you know, the environment it brings and that camaraderie you build with so many different guys. Like cause the relationships are Always the coolest thing to me. I was saying this to the guy I had on. He's a little younger. He's like 19. And I just was telling him like the relationships are key in like long term because you don't know who you're going to meet. But also you said you mentioned it earlier, just like you all come from different backgrounds and like you don't know who the hell you're really going to run into and what that person yeah, went dude. through when they were growing up that made them who they are right now. And I don't know. I just love that component to it. Like I've met so many cool people from so many random places. That's just like, well, that makes sense why you do that. Or yeah, there's just there's so many cool components wild. to it.
4: It's wild. And relationships is one of those things that like that's the best part with that basketball that brought me. Mm-hmm. Right. like yeah. with, with my friends, with my teammates. Um, it's so cool. It's so cool with this game with a little orange ball can yeah, right. You, whether it's... it be money or just friends mm-hmm. for the rest of your yeah. life.
3: Okay, so quick hitters for you just to finish it off who in your opinion is the best player in the nba i know you're you're out of the basketball thing i don't even know if you even are watching anymore
4: <laughs> i do yeah I, I do enjoy watching i i'm a big lebron fan loved kobe but Fuck think, yeah yeah you're a lebron <laughs> fan too. oh yeah
3: on, look, look yeah. at the
4: hoodie uh, <laughs> I, <do that. laughs> I love it yeah he's, i mean he's a freak freak a freak
3: yeah no, he's different. Yeah. And yeah, he's until he's done, I'm not giving the reins to anyone else. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yep. We take it for um, granted. Exactly. So, okay. Who's the best young player in the NBA, in your opinion?
4: Gosh, uh, I like, I like Morant or like Trey Young. Mm. I, I like Trey Young because I think like when mm. he played against the Bucks, he just has some swagger to him, right? Like, Yeah, he does. I don't know. He's, I mean, I don't know how young he is either, but
3: I think he's my age. It's honestly Relative, sick. Yeah. It makes me sick Relative, to my stomach yeah. to think sometimes that Luca's twenty two and Trey Young's oh, like twenty one. Yeah. Like, and that Devin too. Devin Booker's been in the league for like six years and he's only twenty four. I'm like, what am I doing team. with myself?
4: Yeah. <laughs> young player, right? Like these guys are young, but in the league for a, a little bit. Yeah. yeah Luca Luca Luca's nice too. Luca Absolutely.
3: doesn't really count as a young player, honestly, because he is just like <laughs> you know, like yeah yeah, he's only been in the league for three years, but he is he's on a different stratosphere.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
3: <laughs> That's all cool. right well that's, cool. that's a wrap i appreciate you coming on the show man this was awesome hearing your perspective two-year journey over at minnesota hopefully some gopher fans will tune in i'm sure a couple people remember you when you got in against uh seattle you had that little <laughs> block shot and the crowd went nuts <laughs> um but yeah man i appreciate you coming on and uh best of luck to you
4: good day i appreciate you thanks for having me uh, i think what you're doing is really cool i think there's a lot of really cool stories out there from walk on, or from all my from all walks of life. So keep what you're mm-hmm. doing. And I'll, I'll be happy to share your message in your podcast.
3: Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Alrighty, folks, that's a wrap for episode two of Walkie Talkie's podcast here on the College Athletes Network featured on iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Noah Bono. And man, I really enjoyed this episode. So I hope that you all did as well quick little fun fact for those that listened to last week's episode with Matt Ferris from Wisconsin. Matt and Mike are actually pretty good friends and happen to play AAU basketball way back when. And Mike's the reason that I was able to get Matt on the show. So thank you to him again for that and for coming on. Uh, And again, thank you to everyone listening. If you're enjoying the pod and you want to be notified when every episode drops, then please make sure you subscribe to Walkie Talkie's podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, my personal request is if you can make sure... If you wouldn't mind to leave the show a rating on whichever platform you listen to your podcasts on, it'd be very helpful to me, it'd be very helpful to the algorithms. I know we all are learning about the algorithms, eh, but please, do me a favor, click a couple stars. You could click one for all I care. I mean, if you hated it, it'd be honest. All right, Walkie Talkie's podcast will be back next week. So make sure you're subscribed and notified.
0: Walkie Talkies is a production of iHeartRadio and the College Athletes Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. 18 plus.